Welcome to Your Highness Podcast, a show where we get comfortable with the uncomfortable, uncover areas of cannabis where accessibility and inclusiveness are lacking, and elevate conversations about ways to affect real change in this space with a specific focus on folks who identify as women. You're listening to Your Highness Podcast. This is your host, Diana Crash, and today I am joined by an awesome guest co-host, Kayo Nystrom, who is co-founder of Quim. Quim is a line of proactive, plant-based, and sustainable products for the full spectrum of intimate needs. How are you today? Talk to us. Tell me how you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing great. It's so um, it's so awesome to be on this podcast with you. I'm really excited. It's a beautiful day, and yeah, I'm sitting outside. So if it's a little windy, I guess um, just let me know, and I'll just scoot on in. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's almost going to be something that everyone has to deal with today on some level. <laughs> it's been so windy. Um, so we're going to start this uh, episode as we start every episode with our reoccurring segment, Fave Pot, Fave Not Pot, uh, where we talk about our favorite cannabis related item at the moment and our favorite non cannabis related item, um, thing, movement, book, whatever you want to talk about. So I am going to start uh, with my Fave Pot at the moment. I am really enjoying these Delta 8 gummies from Bougie Blows. And they're called uh, the particular strain, I guess. I don't know what you call it, but the um, she has different levels, I guess. She has lifted. Um, I bought lifted, so I really enjoyed um, them. They're they're different flavors. It's like a combination, and uh, I'm really getting into Delta Eight lately. And I guess I should really get into it because it's about to be <laughs> uh, probably not as available as it was as it is right now. So I'm stocking up. <laughs> good, good. I honestly feel like um, when you find something good in a dispensary, I mean, now, you know, being on the other side of it and knowing, you know, all of the challenges in the supply chain, if you find something that works for you, you better stock up, especially in a pandemic. You don't know when you'll be able to find it again. So I hope you are able to go back and get more of those gummies. Yes, and you can buy them online. At least right now, you can order the Delta Eight online. So oh, amazing! Yeah, definitely check out Bougie Blows. So, what is I your favorite pot at the moment? My fave pot right now um, are these um, these gummies by Wild. That's W Y L D, and they're made with real fruit extract. Um, and they have these ones. I think the the flavor is elderberry, and they are an indica with CBN. And they have been really helping me sleep, which has been so amazing because I'm in the midst of a move right now, and um, sleep is so precious. So I really love those. Nice. I feel like I've tried those 
before or I've heard of them and wanted to try them. So now I'm going to write that down and look into yeah. it. They're really delicious. I mean, for so long, um, you know, I took probably like a decade long hiatus from edibles um, be- after having, you know, in high school, like one one too many bad brownie experiences. Um, but now with, you know, they're lower dose, they're so titrated. And, um, you know, if you want ones that are don't have you know, if you want a vegan one, if you want ones that don't have high fructose corn syrup, you know, there's just such amazing um, variety out there. So I'm a big fan of those. There really is. The edibles have taken an amazing turn. And I totally agree with you because I've had some really scary edible experiences in the past. And I think now it's just so uh, customizable, you know. Totally. So that's so cool. Um well, my fave knot pot at the moment to get super cheesy is the weather because I have been getting cabin fever, for lack of a better term, um, because it's just been so cold and rainy and, uh, you know, it's not fun when you have a toddler who is bursting at the seams to get out. So I'm really happy that it's warming up. <laughs> me too. Me too. Um, well, other than the weather, which I will second that, um, my favorite knot pot has probably been the same thing for like, you know, probably all of the pandemic. And that is my shock tea mat. Um, it's like an acupressure mat. Honestly, it's a, it's like a little foam mat that has these unbelievably like sharp plastic little, you know, nubbins that go up and you lay down on it. And it feels like fire for like the first four minutes. And then it is just like a warm wave of relaxation going all through your body. So, um, yeah, I lay on that probably every night before going to bed, um, especially when you're sitting at a desk all day or sort of hunched over. It really helps relieve some pressure in my back and neck. So I love that. Highly recommend. That's amazing. I really want to check that out now. <laughs> Definitely. I feel I, I wish um, I feel like I should be a brand ambassador for them. They're like website and Instagram is, um, you know, it's not like super high tech. And I recommend them to anyone and everyone I know. And that's called shock tea. You said? Yeah, it's I think S-H-A-K-T-I. Wow. Wow. All right. I'm going to check that out. So we talk a lot about accessibility on this show, and we love uncomfortable conversations, um, and today really fits the bill. When the topic of vaginal health surfaces, accessibility certainly isn't the first word that comes to mind, nor is it the most accessible topic, um, which makes it even more important to discuss. What is one of the biggest difficulties you face when trying to start the conversation with your intended audience? Like, how did you begin the conversation when you began the brand? Um, You know, I think for me, it was in some ways inherently easier because Quim was really born out of my own personal health issues. Um, And so, you know, the first vaginal health products we made, um, and when I say we, I mean me, this was before I brought in my business partner, Rachel. um, And I had been going through, you know, about an eight year cycle of pain with penetration, um, UTIs, yeast infections. And so, you know, over the course of that time, um, at first, when I first, when I first started talking about it, it was really embarrassing, even with like doctors. Um, but you know, if you go through something for eight years, you develop, I think, language around it. And it just becomes normalized to you because it's such a big mm-hmm. part of your day to day life. And so, 
you know, when we started Quim, I felt like I had a sort of inherent advantage because um, even if my audience, even if the audience we were trying to talk to uh, was uncomfortable about it, I wasn't. And I find that, um, you know, most awkward situations arise when you're feeling awkward about something. And so if you don't feel awkward about something, it's not awkward. Um, So that I think, you know, I had that inherent advantage just based on my personal experience with vaginal health issues. But I think, you know, when we're trying to talk to people about intimate wellness, um, you know, particularly as it relates to our products, you know, we're kind of dabbling in two taboo categories. Um, One is, you know, vaginal health and sexual wellness, and the other is cannabis. And so even if someone is comfortable with cannabis, they might not be comfortable talking about, you know, vaginal health and sexual pleasure. Or if someone's comfortable talking about, you know, vaginal health and sexual pleasure, they might not be comfortable with cannabis. And so I think, you know, one of the, one of the biggest challenges is being able to, um, you know, just meet people where they're at. Um, because I think, you know, our product line and what we're trying to do with our, you know, mission and ethos touches so many different huge um, sort of taboo topics. But there, I do think that there is an entry point for any, everyone. And so maybe the biggest difficulty is um, sort of reading the room and meeting people where they're at, which is going to be different for whoever you're talking to. That is so true. Um, it's It's something that I don't think that a lot of people with vaginal health issues have really considered. It's like there's there's this double stigma almost because you have to deal with the uh, comfortable, you know, people who are comfortable with cannabis and people who are comfortable with talking about the topics. And, and that, I think, is a really difficult audience. I mean, I've written about that intersection quite a bit over the last few years, mm-hmm. and it's hard to find people who are willing to um, embrace both topics with an open mind. (laughs) I mean, uh, there's such a void when discussing vaginal health. I mean, like, even when you search for it online, it yields archaic related related searches, like what to do with your private parts? Like, how is it healthy down there? Like, how can you see what's going on down under? I mean, things like that, or, you know, coming up in related searches. Um, It's hard to find just a any kind of news story about uh, vaginal health is what I'm trying to say. There is a a huge lack of education. Um, And people with vaginas have a lot to consider when purchasing wellness products um, in that vein. So it's like there is a lot of education that is missing. And one of the things that people don't consider a lot to be an important issue until they have to deal with it is that um, picking a latex-friendly serum friendly, did I say that right? Latex friendly serum um, when you're dealing with something with an intimacy oil. Mm -hmm. Um, That is a huge deal. I mean, I've tried out a lot of different um, CBD infused intimacy oils and I'm not using condoms right now, but it was an issue before. And so I was surprised to see how many serums don't have latex friendly options. Um, What led to that distinction when you were creating your formulas? Um, well, I think you, you've just, you hit the nail on the head. Um, you know, it's the first thing is the, I think the main reason you're not seeing a lot of latex friendly, you know, vaginal oils or, Mm -hmm. you know, vaginal lubricants that have CBD or THC in them, um, is because it's a lot easier to extract THC or CBD or any of the cannabinoids, um, into an oil, you know, cannabis is a lipid soluble. Um, and so it really is, it does really well in a fact. 
Um, however, we now know that, um, you know, most oils are not compatible with latex condoms. And so the process for us, you know, the first products we launched, um, they were oil-based, but we immediately started hearing from customers um, that, you know, they wanted to use this with um, their partner and they or multiple partners and they use latex condoms. Um, and so it actually took us about, oh gosh, almost two and a half years um, to develop latex safe products um, that were not only latex safe, um, but the lubricant base was vagina friendly. Um, you know, over 50% of people with vaginas prefer to have sex with some type of lubricant. And yet the most widely accessible and affordable are going to be, you know, your KYs, your astroglides. Um, and those are glycerin based. Um, and glycerin is a metabolic byproduct of sugar. So if you're susceptible to bacterial vaginosis, yeast infections, UTIs, um, you know, glycerin lubes are probably not going to be a great fit for you. Wow. Um, and so the process for us was not just, um, you know, working with our amazing partner, Vertosa, um, on a nano emulsion that would be water soluble, um, but also finding a plant-based lubricant base um, that was going to be safe for the, for, you know, internal vagina, vaginal use. Um, and so we finally, um, you know, after talking to hundreds and hundreds of different suppliers, um, you know, we found a aloe vera based lubricant. And, you know, I always tell people, um, you know, if you get one thing from this conversation, um, you know, maybe you'll be curious about trying Quim's products, but you don't have to, that's fine. If you only do one thing after listening to this podcast, it's to replace your glycerin based lube with an aloe based lube. Yeah. You can now get them at CVS. You can get them online. Um, there are brands like Sustain, um, Good Lube. There are so many amazing alternatives to um, glycerin-based lubes. And they actually, they feel much better. They're naturally pH balancing. They don't dry really tacky. They're naturally moisturizing. So they could also be a really good fit um, for menopausal or perimenopausal people who tend to experience, you know, vaginal dryness at increased rates. Yes, absolutely. That's amazing. I really love that you went through such a journey just to come to that. I mean, it's such a huge thing that people don't even realize. It's such totally. a big deal. Really uh, I mean, on so many levels. But anyway, so one of my favorite aspects of being able to use cannabis in a transdermal application is how it can help with the vaginal pain that I have as a symptom of endometriosis. And even saying that just makes me think of what you just said earlier about how when you deal with these issues, you come up with like clinical terms, right? You just get so easy. Totally. It just gets so easy. And people look at you like, oh, really? <laughs> You're like, yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, can you talk about Quinn's journey with developing an effective form of pain relief and why that was um, that is so important to vaginal health? Yeah, um, you know, I will say this is one of the amazing things about being one of the few companies I think out there that are making proactive vaginal health products um, is that obviously, you know, when I started making my own products for myself and then we launched Quim as a brand, um, we were really the intended uses of the products were based on our own vaginal health issues or sexual wellness issues. Um, and every time we launched a new product, um, that's the amazing thing about the amazing thing about the Quim community is that people would reach out to us and say, hey, this actually, you know, yes, it helped, you know, keep UTIs and yeast infections at bay. But what it really helped me with is penetrative pain, or it really helped me, you know, I have endometriosis, and it really helped, um, 
help me relax my pelvic floor. Or, mm -hmm. you know, we've even gotten people saying, you know, I used um, some of your oil when I had a herpes outbreak and I noticed that it healed a lot faster. Or someone yeah. saying like, I'm still suffering from postpartum hemorrhoids and I put it on my hemorrhoids and it actually like relieves the itching and relieves the pain and really feels like it makes it heal faster. And so, you know, at this time, like there really is not that amount that, you know, that a huge amount of medically backed scientific research being done on the topical benefits of cannabis, you know, in and around the vagina, you know, the perineum, the rectum, the vulva, the clitoris. Um, and so it means that whenever we launch new products, we learn so much more about the applications for these products from our community. And I think that that's so cool and such a um, exciting part about being part of an industry when it still feels like it's at its nascent stages. I mean, the plants we've been using, uh, the plants that we use have been used for hundreds, maybe thousands of years. Like the application is not particularly new or even revolutionary. I think what's new and revolutionary is having community uh, to talk about it and sort of trying to take shame out of the dialogue. I think it is revolutionary, though. On the contrary, I think what you're doing is extremely revolutionary. And as someone who has dealt with the frustration of being in the Western medicine, uh, you know, when you get stuck in that system of trying to find pain relief and being treated as if your pain isn't real, the most frustrating part of all of this, though, is that we can't even talk about it as much as we want to. There's such a huge void for of education, and yet because of all the arbitrary guidelines that are in place, you can't have these testimonials on your website telling people that it has yeah. multiple uses, multiple. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've used, you know, infused massage oil for so many different things. And, and like, like you're saying serums, I mean, there's just mm -hmm. so many different applications and obviously we know the reason, but big pharma doesn't want you to tell people because God forbid these products could really endanger their sales. Um, especially when you're talking about vaginal health. I mean, really, oof. anyway, I could literally go on all day, so I won't, <laughs> but I mean, that really has to be so frustrating because you're just like on the, on the edge here, you know, it's like it, you're doing some amazing work and oh, thank you. I wish that uh, we could all scream at the top of our lungs about it as much as possible. Honestly, you know, the more people like you that do that, you know, it's um, the easier it is because I think that is, you know, while there are so many restrictions around what we can talk about on our website or how we can advertise. Um, and that is of course, so unbelievably frustrating that, you know, um, erectile dysfunction medication companies can, plaster huge advertisements all over buses and subways and mm -hmm. yet we cannot or you know right. vibrator companies or period underwear companies can't mm -hmm. but I think the amazing you know th that I think actually goes both ways and I mean maybe this is just um, the optimistic entrepreneur in me saying this but I think while there are all of these challenges around creating these products particularly at this time um, there's also more we have greater access to community and to getting the word out um, That's than we ever had before. And, you know, I think, um, you know, people are starting to listen. I think it might take a while before um, those people are the ones um, in, in making regulations or, you know, or at the FDA or at big pharmaceutical companies. But in the meantime, you know, there is a huge 
very vocal community of people who are talking about postpartum pain or vaginal tearing or endometriosis or PCOS or, you know, pain with penetration, menstrual pain um, that are really active and engaged and making a lot of noise. So I'm incredibly grateful for that. That's true. And that is amazing that there are a lot more influencers and, and people and writers and, you know, everyone's has more of a voice now in that, in that regard. Um, mm-hmm. And so how does Quim foster that conversation? Um, I know that you do a lot to promote the message that vaginal health is part of holistic wellness. Um, but yeah. do you, what do you have, you know, basically, do you have anything in, in the pipeline going forward that you, you're excited to talk about or anything like that when it comes to making the, you know, forwarding the discussion? Yeah, you know, um, we have a really active email list that we try and be super informational on, educational. Um, You know, I do a lot of either like podcast interviews or fireside chats with different women's groups. Um, You know, we try and be super educational on our Instagram as much as we can without making any, you know, true health claims. Um, But I think for us, you know, the messaging that vaginal health is part of holistic wellness, you know, I think when, when you really start talking about it, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think it really, I don't think it really presents too many hurdles for people to get over. It's like, if you are thinking about true holistic wellness, if you're thinking about wellness as um, how to keep your mind happy, how your body happy, or you're not even happy, how to keep your mind, body, soul, spirit healthy, at least, which, you know, that looks different for everyone. Um, and I think the message that we are probably most, you know, virulently trying to get across is that, um, you know, you are actually the number one living expert on what it's like to be in your body. You don't have to be a doctor. You don't have to be a scientist. You don't have to have a PhD um, to have a, you know, to be very in tune with what's happening in your body and what works for someone is not always going to work for you. And wellness is, is, it's so much more of a journey than it is a destination because, you know, may life be long. Um, and if you're like, you know, you're, you will go through so many different hormonal changes in your life or lifestyle changes in your life. And you are actually the only person who, I mean, maybe not the only person, but you are the best expert on what it's like to be in your body, in your brain. Um, And I think we've gotten kind of far away from that as in this sort of like democratization of information, you know, Mm -hmm. you can always go to Dr. Google and (laughs) convince yourself that you have so many terrifying conditions. And maybe, you know, maybe you do have some of those, but at the end of the day, you know, you have to be your own health advocate. Um, You know, your gynecologist, might gaslight you or might not believe you when you're trying, um, when you're explaining that you have incredibly painful um, menstrual cycles, that you have incredibly painful sex. And it, Mm -hmm. you know, I think I talked to a couple of people and they said, you know, like that it takes, sometimes it takes up to a decade to get diagnosed with endometriosis. And if you ever get diagnosed. Exactly. Yes. And I was misdiagnosed for a very long time and it was only because they like to call me a type A patient, you know, um, but, but it goes to what you say. And I'm always saying that you have to be your own advocate. You just have to be because totally. it's, you know, I, I, you can get frustrated with the doctors and I certainly do, <laughs> but it's the system and it's not designed to help us thrive. It, it's, it's designed to 
put in emergency, you know, medicine in place, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, it's so it's, you know, the sustainable side of it, the holistic side of it is, is really up to you. Um, because you, you know what I mean? It's everything else is so overwhelmed. You have to put it in your own hands. And especially when you're dealing with, um, homeopathic or more natural alternative remedies, you have to trial and error is, the key is the key, right? Trial and error all day long. And Mm -hmm. I am the least patient person you'll probably ever meet, but (laughs) you have to employ patience because um, I know a lot of people in my life, uh, you know, family members who are very reluctant to put faith in CBD and other cannabinoids. And, um, and I just have to keep reminding them it takes time. And yeah, it takes a lot just of like trying. Anything, you know, just like, you know, any, um, I think most sort of natural remedies, you know, they, the point of them, or, you know, I'm sure there are many points, um, but they integrate with your body in ways that tend to not have negative side effects. But because of that, you know, it takes a while for your body to adjust to this new, maybe gentler um, medicine. And I think that that's, you know, that's what, that is what can, you know, cannabis is a medicine first and foremost. And, um, you know, it's a medicine that can help people unwind and have more joy and laughter. And that is medicinal. And anyone who doesn't think so, um, it's frankly wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's just no other way to argue it. You're just wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I agree. And I honestly think anyone who's against trying it out and ha- it is suffering, if they tried a blind study, you know, and you, you gave them your serums and your product line, they, they would mm-hmm. be completely sold 100%. <laughs> um, and I can't wait to try it myself. I am so excited Honestly, I'm just so excited that, you know, every time I find companies like this, it just gets me so, so happy. I just, (laughs) I can't tell you. I love it. I love um, your openness to have the conversations, to normalize the conversations around around vaginal health um, and just your openness in general. That's just really great. I think that- Yeah, thank you for sharing your time with us today. Before we end the episode, is there anything you would like to promote or any, do you have any calls to action? Yeah, you know, I think especially since you mentioned um, endometriosis, you know, we are doing um, sort of an internal study or survey. Um, you know, we're not partnered with a medical institution, but we are asking that, you know, if, if you suffer from endometriosis, um, we would love to send you some of our happy clam everyday oil. We've heard from a lot of people that it's really helpful for them. Um, and we are doing a survey. So if you are interested, um, slide into our DMs or send us an email at hey at itsquim.com and let us know if you'd like to participate. We will send you some product and essentially a survey. And we just ask that you use it um, you know, regularly for the allotted amount of time. And so we can start to collect some you know, anecdotal evidence on how this stuff works. That is incredible. I love that. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. I do. I Amazing. really do. Phenomenal. <laughs> Great. Well, we'll talk about that. Um, you know, I'll send you some more information after we get off the pod. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much again. And please come back on anytime. Absolutely. Well, I hope you have a wonderful day. And yeah, let's talk more about this. Um, customer or consumer survey. (laughs) Okay, great. Until next time, stay high and beautiful. Bye.
Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram at Your Highness Podcast or on Twitter at Highness Podcast. Be sure to rate us on iTunes and subscribe.